Oh, hi there. How you doing? Joyous. Thanks so much for downloading this. Passion Pod 66, no less. Uh, our San Francisco series is continuing in full force. Uh, and this week, courtesy of Packable. Met Philip while I was in San Francisco. If you haven't listened to any of these podcasts, by the way, they're normally from London and I was on holiday and I couldn't resist smuggling my mic. So we are in the middle of a month of podcasts from San Francisco, which just sounds super jet set and is all rather ridiculous, but uh, gives me great joy. Uh, so yeah, Philip, unfortunately, Philip, had tonsillitis uh he did we did push the interview back uh, a couple of days and then because i was there on holiday it was either kind of then or never uh so bless him complete with scarf hoodie there may have even been blankets involved uh but he did he battled on so you might have to wind your ears up a little bit not for me you'll be surprised to hear uh but, but philip is particularly quiet and croaky bless him uh, it's quite a nice novelty actually that i'm not the croakiest this rarely happens uh anyway enough about his illness uh philip is the founder of packable so packable are your like one-stop solution for packaging a market that's been around for years and years, as you'll hear, we talk a lot about that. Um, but they are trying to do something different for people now and what we're after today. So yeah, exciting stuff and doing something a bit different. So yeah, let's chat Packable. You're listening to Passion Pod 66, Philip Axar, founder of Packable. Uh, right, Philip, tell me, Packable, if I uh, landed from another planet, what, how would you explain it in a couple of sentences to someone that has no idea what it is? You can go to our website and make any type of packaging for any type of product. Amazing. I thought you were going to say, go to my website and have a look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, wicked. So packaging. Tell me, how on earth do you go into set? How did you end up setting up a packaging company? Give me a sort of timeline of your sort of history. Sure. Uh, my co-founder and I both came from the customer's perspective of feeling the pain of making our own packaging for our own products at companies that we've worked at. And wanting to be more of a painkiller than a supplement in the startup world is beneficial. And we've been able to accomplish that with product market fit and have just been focusing on growth ever since then. God, it's so cool. So basically, it's your experience of finding a gap in the market for what you've needed. Yeah, we kind of built this for ourselves, like other people who were in our position. And kind of having that anecdotal evidence of going through that pain and kind of abstracting it away is something that we've been able to accomplish and now it's just a matter of a land grab just getting out there and providing that service to as many people as possible so tell me a bit more about packable i've been upstairs and seen your amazing wall which mm-hmm. is just brilliant that's just like a great thing just to have in any flat famous packable <laughs> yeah exactly um tell me a bit more about it so um i've got a product and it, you're going to do something that's bespoke for what i need to send i can make it as personal as i want right mm-hmm. is that an unusual thing then isn't why are you different from people are people doing the same sort of thing or no um first off we have like a list of menu items on our website that you can initially purchase um, to see if your product can be properly housed and packaged in one of these offerings that we have. Um, from there, if you notice, if you want something a bit more custom, we can create that for you. But right off the bat, we provide a service where our boxes and box styles are geared around a formula versus like a size. Like we don't have just small, medium, large boxes. We have boxes for apparel, we have boxes for subscription box companies, we have boxes for food, um, any sort of like the e-commerce platform box styles is what it is versus just like sizes. 
Um, from there, you are able to give more specific product dimensions for the box dimensions that you want to create or bags or mailers, it doesn't matter. Like you can make any type of packaging for any type of product. And what other companies do right now is more of like a sit down or someone in a suit with a manila envelope will come to your office and say, all right, what do you think of these? And with us, it's more of like, tell us what you need and we'll just handle it takes all the stress out of it I guess and it's doing something quite different it's a, it's an industry I mean it's been going for ages it's quite yeah. interesting that you guys are putting this different slant on it I like this thing that bringing a bit more of a sort of modern thing to quite an established industry absolutely um has that been a challenge though because there's not it's quite an unusual way to approach something yeah I mean packaging is a massive beast it's an 850 billion dollar industry worldwide 85 billion dollar industry just in the United States and it's very, very sleepy. So it's like awakening this very, very, very sleepy, very, very big monster that needs to kind of just become more agile. And Sounds terrifying and exciting all in one, It is, Matt. it is. It's, <laughs> well, because, I mean, every product you buy needs packaging. I mean, the microphone you have in your ear right now came in packaging, but nobody really thinks about it. Uh, nobody really thinks about making it better, the process making it better. I know, and everyone else knows, when you think of like Apple's user experience of opening up uh, one of their boxes, it's just like, oh, this is an experience. And this is what everyone's used as like a benchmark. People have been coming to us with products from their company saying, you know, we want it. We want like this like Apple experience. We want to, want to be able to have someone open up the packaging for our product and say, wow. But I think I identify that hugely with, you know, getting something amazing from a really nice jeweler's or there's some lovely, you know, beauty things at home. That mm. Part of the giving that of a present is, you know, I want it gift wrapped. I want it looking beautiful. That I could totally empathise with that. I think sure. it's, you know, it brings something very different, doesn't it, to a product to have that, that element of it. But you wouldn't think about it day to day. Even though subconsciously that is your first point of experience with that product and that company. Yeah, so it's like, you know, the opening of the door is probably the most important point, isn't it? Yeah. Um, It's just so funny because, as you say, it's just something that you don't think about day to day. It's just, you know, I can't imagine that when you were thinking about careers at school, you thought to yourself, yeah, packaging, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested, like, that sort of journey for you. You know, what's your background? Did you go to university? I did. Um, I went to Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo studied industrial engineering there um so totally different totally different worked at boeing um dropped out of cal poly's program actually to work at another yc company um that's doing very well right now still very close with the founders they're uh, incredible people and not doing not in packaging though no totally different they're just in the same incubator program which is yc it's an international accelerator which uh, i can't speak of any highly they're very helpful that's like an understatement um they have uh, even sporting their jumper of course yeah i mean this is like serious branding oh yeah wow it's worth it just for that lovely hoodie it is it is that's actually all i did it for we don't even like talk to the partners anymore i just (laughs) i got what i needed i'm done cheers for my wardrobe guys yeah thank you um so that's really cool so that's given you a lot of support i imagine then absolutely yeah working at a company that's gone through this accelerator prior was a big big introduction uh, into this world of startups in Silicon Valley and seeing how powerful this industry is just because and I hate to use this fucking word but like how these startups in Silicon Valley disrupt uh, industries that clearly need disrupting and packaging is absolutely one of the largest and most unscathed industries out there and we're the first ones to do that 
Yeah, it's exciting. It makes yeah. me excited. Good. So, yeah, so challenges, my doll. Tell me, you know, okay, so you haven't come from a startup background. What challenges have you guys found at Packable that have been, yeah, real hurdles for you? That's going to be like another two hours of an interview. <laughs> no, doll, you haven't got two hours. Got okay. two minutes. Okay. No, just like summarize the big ones. I mean, obviously, loads. Uh, believe it or not, product market fit was a lot easier than we thought it would be. Explain that a bit more for product market. It's sort of a term that I don't sort of know so too much as about. So as a company, you like come up with your product, right? And our product is online custom product packaging for companies to be able to just be serviced with whatever they need for their product. Um, and we came up with that and we're like, all right, let's see if this works. Product market fit is when a bunch of people bite on that concept and they actually... Does what it says on the tin. I get it exactly. now. Yeah, so, got you. Yeah, once we had a bunch of users, we're like, okay, I guess that's product market fit. And that was easier than you thought. Yeah, it was. Which is a great start, no? Yes, but then how are you going to do that and provide a great service, provide a great product? Keep them. Keep them. And to quote Alex Schultz, VP at Facebook, uh, the most important thing about growth is retention. So being able to create a good service that people come back for is what's most important because clearly the community uh, people in the industry they were starving for something like this because the second it came out we were just flooded and since then trying to find a proper process to just get everyone what they need in a timely fashion and to make it better each time like we want to iterate on our product we're not just like okay we sell boxes online uh hooray for everyone no okay we want to add more to that like like we were using as a benchmark earlier the apple experience like rigid boxes tissue paper pamphlets whatever you need to just have the whole part of the product life cycle handled by packable so i guess that would be one of the biggest challenges right now like yeah getting all that out the door because we all work out of our office but we have shipping we have fulfillment we have product procurement like all of this happens under one roof and i think that's incredible we have an incredible team is what i should say to be able to facilitate all this because this is a nightmare for any anyone to want to do on their own and we're taking that nightmare away from anyone who comes to us and says handle it one stop shop for it all it's all a, it. yeah. yeah it's interesting yeah. that the, the first bit was the easy bit almost mm-hmm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then it's like okay and now it's the whole everything else that's now the challenge basically right with like a software company or i'm not going to generalize and say most software companies are supplements versus painkillers but let's say for most uh supplements i guess the difficulty is product market fit and then from there they can just uh i guess just push their product out the door uh whereas with us since we're using a digital platform to leverage a physical product we have to be able to optimize that process because it's really the process that is the pain in the ass that we're taking away for customers it's like both you've got to do both yeah Yeah. Yeah. keeping you on your toes i mean every startup is like that but it's really you, you can't stop for a minute i mean it must be pretty tiring no everything's on a schedule like we have uh, batches of packaging going out to get manufactured uh, because you have to hit like certain limits with certain classes. Like it's almost like you're, it's, we're, we deal it the same way you do with like your electricity bill. You know how you have like different tiers where like tier one, it's like, okay, this is how much it costs. All right, well, we have certain volumes that we're expected to create on behalf of our manufacturing network and then to be able to get that on a schedule. But I mean, that's not important to the customer. The customer doesn't see any of that. They just. But you're taking away all of that. Yeah, we're taking we're taking away all of that. And you're enabling it because you're doing it on that scale. I mean, you wouldn't be able to have the customer wouldn't have access to any of that, I guess, without. Mm, No, they don't. I mean, there's no other one-stop shop for all of this. Yeah, it just sounds like an operation. Like it It really sounds. Yeah. Yeah. So even even though I mean, I guess uh, thank you to Cal Poly. I guess that's a big part of it. We have some Cal Poly uh, alum that work at Packable. Actually, quite a few. 
uh, myself included. Technically, not an alum because I didn't actually even finish. But take it, take yeah, it. Yeah, but I, I'm actually just very happy they, they taught me a lot of that in regards to operations. They're the number one industrial engineering school in the nation for a non-PhD offering university, and they uh, they've definitely uh, helped me personally. Just speaking for myself, understand that pretty much anything is possible if you just can get a vision of your goal and operationally try to take the process and streamline it and that's what we've done and that's what we're continuing to do and making it better and better god it's so cool so cool i love these bits um philip tell me if you were to give yourself advice when you're starting out what Um, advice do you wish you'd been given a lot of the good points that you're going to be told are going to be counterintuitive and you need to push through anyway good i mean so concise dar love this for someone that's practically half dead yeah i'm half dead right now i mean this is independent of our project specifically but we've overcome some freaking impossible hurdles and let's talk about those tell me a bit about those oh from so through this accelerator there's there's something called demo day and you want to have a goal before then like let's say like reach like a hundred thousand units and we reached like a million units and we had companies that we thought would not go with our packaging because okay who's contacting them okay it was me on my cell phone with the same Apple earbuds you have with flip-flops, chubby shorts, and like a crappy t-shirt that I've been wearing for four days, walking around the pool of our like apartment offices and being able to like land the deals that we landed and that type of atmosphere kind of just proves like as long as you have the confidence and you can provide the quality product that you say you're going to, don't worry about the rest. Like... When you're just starting out, your surroundings are not what speaks for you, uh, the clothes you're wearing. I know that's like very shallow, but I'm just saying like a lot of people can think like, oh, look at that guy, like he's, he, he's dressed to the nines, must be kicking ass. Bullshit. I've met some brilliant people that look homeless, and I met some morons that are wearing like impeccable suits. So Also, I guess as well, it's, you know, space. I, one thing I found really interesting being over here is all the different spaces that people are using for their startups. Yeah. You know, where you are and what it is and, you know, the look of that. I think it could be applied very similar to the workspace, couldn't it? The sure, same. Sure. And that's actually one of my favorite things about like San Francisco and the Bay Area in general. They don't judge on that at all. At least not the people in, in the space that I'm operating in. And I love that because... It's almost like actions speak louder than words, and what you do and how you're operating speak more than the fucking clothes you're wearing. Well, it's the confidence uh, just, in your product as well, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Like you say, confidence is the is the key thing here. Yeah. So just to speak to everyone out there who's like, and also like, this isn't me speaking from like a table where I've made it by any means because we have a long way to go. But I'm saying we've o- overcome hurdles, and the way we've done that is from understanding that those things don't hold as much weight as much as how you view yourself and what you're going to be able to do with your product and your team and how you believe in yourself and how you can service your users, like put your users first and give them what they need and cooperate with your team. And and now I'm just going to go on and give a bunch of bullshit like Disney thank yous and, you know, believe in yourself and you're all independent snowflakes bullshit. But the reality is just essentially you can do it really is all I'm saying. Like we were able to do it, you can do it. You've been listening to Passion Pod 66, Philip Axar, founder of Packwell. At the end of the day, that's basically what it boils down to. Uh, <laughs> it is, though, a bit, isn't it? It's kind of true. 
I think it is. Uh, anyway, thank you very much to Philip from Packable, despite his tonsillitis soldiering on uh, for Passion Pod 66. And thank you so much for listening. There's so many podcasts that you could be listening to, but you're listening to this one, and that just is brilliant. So thanks a bucket load for that. Uh, if you like this and you want to find out more, head to passionpods.co.uk. And we're also all over the social media, of course. Uh, we're on Twitter, at PassionPods, and also on Facebook. So yeah, not too confusing. So next week, it's our last episode from San Francisco. Then we're back to the London lot. And again, quite a cool story about how I tracked down this lady. I spotted her product in a supermarket. So yes, it's more food. Uh, really, really cool, healthy snacks. Um, and they were delicious. And I was like, they're made in San Francisco. Maybe someone might be able to chat to me a bit about these. So yeah, another Emily Chiswell investigates case. <laughs> I'm actually quite surprised that there hasn't been sort of repercussions of my sort of slight stalking. Some weird small English person with a microphone bumbling around after entrepreneurs and creatives. It's a good look, isn't it? Uh, anyway, we have more on that next week. And in the meantime, there's plenty on the website to feast your ears on. So yeah, head to website passionpods.co.uk or we are also on iTunes as well. Passion Pods, you can subscribe to us on there and listen to all the other episodes. Uh, have a really good week and look forward to catching up the other side.